Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. The show contains objectionable language. Listener discretion is advised. What? 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 You want my comments? What? 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 Hmm, your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Carlos, the wrestling movie guy, the part man, part machine, all podcaster, back again for another episode of SGWP Sunday Rundown, where we discuss SmackDown. But hey, you already know this, but maybe you don't know, if you're new to this show, that I've got a partner in crime, and his name is James, a.k.a. J-Dash. And what do you say? We introduce him right quick before we get the show started. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to write a little script. A script that's you know is very toxic in the WWE. They were in full display this Thursday. So, yes, let's talk about SmackDown, even though we're kind of late on it. But still, let's talk about SmackDown today. <laughs> yeah, you guys probably noticed, the regulars, that uh, this this episode is a little bit late. But, hey, things got, <laughs> you know, there were some struggles yesterday. I had myself a gigantic, enormous freaking migraine. And James, he had another one on his hands because he was stuck in Orlando, everyone's favorite place in the world. But... With that said, you guys know why we were delayed, so let's get this thing going. No, I wasn't at the Performance Center. Not that area, no. I see, that would have been cool. (laughs) I wasn't there. I wasn't at the scene of the crime. Yeah, speaking of which, let's just, oh my god, let's just get down to it with SmackDown Talk. Jeff Hardy had a DUI hit and run. What the fuck, WWE? This was by far one of the most disgusting things WWE has ever done with any character. I felt gross watching this. The show opened up with a storyline of Elias being hit by a uh, allegedly drunk Jeff Hardy. Of course, we all know this is a whole Seamus thing, but that's not the point. Elias was being put on a stretcher. The car he was in was, you know, just wrecked. And Jeff was pulled out of the bushes smelling of booze. I was just so uncomfortable watching this opening of the show. And you could tell Renee Young... Also looked very unhappy to report on this quote-unquote news. I mean, I know I'm talking a lot, but at the same time, I'm at a loss for words. I recall way back in the day when Legion of Doom had a similar storyline, when Hawk's personal demons were thrown into the storyline, like, you know, drinking and falling off the Titantron. That made me just as uncomfortable. This was just bad this is bad in both cases it this whole thing never should have been greenlit by vince or whoever gave the okay to do this and i hope there wasn't jeff hardy that did because like uh, all this is all kinds of bad i'm disgusted by the creative choices that were made here and they had better not do this shit ever again i don't even know how you could i don't know where they move on from this i know that the show Ended with Jeff Hardy getting some revenge on Sheamus, but none of that really mattered to me because I was just so grossed out by this. James, what the hell did you think about this giant train wreck of a storyline twist? Well, I'm not mad about what they did on SmackDown. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying what the they actually they SmackDown trying to do or whoever's backstage, Spence or Bruce, whatever, whoever it is. They decided to go a route to create a a different you know narrative and a different approach to a storyline, but this is where I have a problem with it. It's going on 
Jeff Hardy's struggles, Jeff Hardy's past. It's almost, it's a borderline, yes. But we've seen the WWE do this before. Remember Chris Jericho's and CM Punk's feud back in the day where CM Punk is straight edge and you had a whole Raw and SmackDown episode of Chris Jericho just pouring beer on CM Punk. So we've seen the WWE do this. We've seen the WWE go into Jeff Hardy's and Matt Hardy's relationship with Lita in real life and in current form. We saw the WWE do this to The Rock in his past. It's it's something that is distasteful, but at times you have to give somewhat credit to the WWE for trying to create something over a narrative and over storyline and over actual past events that fans have heard about. Is it distasteful? Yes. That's like trying to start a wrestling storyline over what's currently happened currently happening right now around the United States uh, with the uh, well the uh, protesting going on but was it distasteful to have Hardy being the drunk individual yes I would have rather seen somebody like you know you know, like Rikishi remember back in the day Rikishi hit the I did it for the people I, I did, did it for the rock I did it for the rock <laughs> I, I would I would have been okay if it was like Seamus who did it which I guarantee you they're going to come down to it is going to be Seamus who hit Elias. Well, yeah, no, I mean, of, of course it was, but, like, yeah. when, it, when it comes to, like, the CM Punk Jericho thing, like, Jericho, yeah, like any other wrestler has had, you know, some substance issues, but it wasn't like, you know, you have to, like, read his books. Like, Jericho yeah. never got himself into DUIs, never but, got himself arrested like that. Like, this is beyond that. Like, but Jericho also went by CM Punk with this storyline, and I've actually listened to a podcast with Punk on it, and they talked about this. I was years ago when I heard it, and CM Punk's like, "Yeah, me and him agreed to do it," because because CM Punk enjoyed love, enjoy not love, but enjoyed working with Chris Jericho. But seeing how, but if you look at Hardy on this past SmackDown, it looked like Hardy really didn't want to do it by how he was acting it out. He looked like he wanted he didn't want anything to do with it, but it was forced to do it, so he did it. But then again, we don't know if he if Hardy even actually agreed to it. Exactly, but at the same time, they have to do it. So, like, we got Jericho and CM Punk. They both agree to it, and as far as we know with Jeff, there's a good chance that he didn't want to do it, but guess what? He has to, and could this also be a shot at Matt Hardy by WWE against him? Like, hey, you're over there doing great with AEW. You know, maybe we'll just take a crap on your brother and act like it's just part of the storyline. Yeah, it's Hart- so bad. Um, uh, Matt Hardy didn't like it. I know via the tweets I saw. Of course he didn't. (laughs) I didn't like it. How do you think Uh, he felt? (laughs) I saw a couple of tweets. Well, there's news articles on it, but I didn't want to, you know, dive into that. Uh, But based on the tweets I've seen Hardy do or Matt do, it was like, ah, yeah, Matt doesn't like this at all. And I was going, I was waiting for Lita to say something on Twitter, but I've never seen, I haven't seen Lita. Only thing she's been tweeting out is what every professional player and wrestler right now is tweeting. It's all their support for our George Floyd, but um, it's just it. Honestly, personally, what really got me—I guarantee it got you. I guarantee it may got some of our listeners. This is a wrong time to do it. We this this country right now, our world right now is not. You know, we're not mentally ready to turn on entertainment and see that shit on TV. Especially what's happening around the world. Now, if it 
happened shit five years ago, then maybe we had a better, you know, reaction to it, but still been a little bit distasteful. But I just think with the stuff that's going on outside the WWE and then showing this and having Renee Young look like that and have John Moxley tweet out saying she looked uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, I think it was a bad time, bad place to do it. I liked how the WWE is trying to start something different on SmackDown, but I just don't like how they approached it, and I don't like the storyline they went with. Yes, it was creative, and I understand what they're trying to do to get more eyes, but it's the bad time, bad time to do it on SmackDown, bad time to do it in normal real-life scenarios going on right now to just trying to like capture an audience. And sometimes it goes to the man upstairs, I'm not talking about the man way upstairs. It's a couple, you know, flights of stairs to go up to. I'm talking about Vince um, or Bruce. It, yes, it's, it's Vince has done this in the past, and sometimes he goes over the line, and he went over the line this time, I do believe. But it, it's a good way to start creative-wise, but bad way to go. It could have been something else you could do. If you would have thrown Sheamus in there, it would have been completely fine to me. If they had, sure, maybe if sure. they had just gotten Seamus arrested right there on the spot, exactly. maybe that could have been something. But, but like, they yeah. went with Hardy, and yeah, Hardy this... has a history of this. He's been suspended by the WWE twice because of this. And then they oh, throw man. it in there like it's no big deal. They try to I... turn it into something that's a storyline. It's like, okay, yeah, fair enough. You know, I do agree that there are times when WWE does take things that happens that happen in real life and make it work. Like you could say, like the start of the whole Eddie Guerrero tribute right. with Rey Mysterio and Royal Rumble, like that worked until they ran it into the ground yeah. for like two years. But and now I we got this. this. This this is just ugly. Oh, I, I don't know if this is uh, accurate, but did he, did Hardy get fired from uh, TNA because of drunk driving? Uh, yeah. Remember the match at uh, Road to Victory between him and Sting for the TNA championship? Yeah, they yeah. were done with him for a while after that. So he's had history of drunk driving. He's lost his job at TNA. Got suspended twice by the WWE for length, length time. Very, uh, well, I think one of the suspensions was almost like six months. Yeah, uh, he, he got a DUI just last year. Yeah, and and, and I think the reason why he's been gone recently is because he's in rehab. Mm-hmm, that's exactly and, what it was. And he comes back and they throw him in this storyline. That's disrespect. Vince McMahon said, I'll show you something, Jeff Hardy. I think Vince is trying to show prove a point to somebody. I, I, I don't want to say point fingers at but I think Vince still has is still pissed about Matt Hardy because yeah. Matt Hardy basically took his broken character and went to AEW, and he's still Matt Hardy. And of course, Matt Hardy. If you look at Matt Hardy at AEW right now, he's loving life. That man, that man is embodying his character. Unfortunately for Jeff, he's going to be thrown to the side because of this. So. The only way that they can make this any better is if, like, Hardy somehow gets his hands on a title, you know, make it worth his while. But this, I, I want this whole thing just dropped as soon as possible. And I have an idea of who, of who they could swap Hardy out with so that Hardy can go and do his own storyline, um, a, a new one. And before we do move on to the next uh, story on the show, I think that what WWE was doing with the promos and the redemption storyline, acknowledging the problems that Jeff had in real life, I think they were handling it very well. And then all of a sudden, they just drove that car into a brick wall and did this bullshit last night. I, I couldn't stand it. I, I could barely I could barely look at it. Like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore right now. So we're going to leave that in the rear view. going to stop with the car puns. And we're going to get into a more positive pun. Shorty G is back, 
in a big way. Ah, see what I did there? I was very surprised to see Shorty G, who I, I still can't get over that name, but whatever. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see that he was back and had himself a very solid match against Cesaro with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura at his side. And as usual, <laughs> Nakamura, Nakamura. <laughs> as usual, Cesaro was used as cannon fodder to get others over, but he is damn good at it. Even though I think Cesaro is most definitely deserving of a title run of his own, but he just can't seem to get it. You may have to go to AEW elsewhere to get it, but hey, at least he's getting paid pretty well. G and C had themselves a very solid match that didn't overstay its welcome and laid the groundwork for a future storyline, hopefully. Anytime you have an underdog get a roll-up victory on a badass heel like Cesaro, you know that more is coming. And a roll-up is considered a lucky win, so there's always going to be hell to pay by way of the heel. These two made each other look very good in the ring, and I'm looking forward to what they do next. And the big question is, what is next for these two? Because clearly WWE wants to do something with them. Well, Shorty G, a.k.a. Justin Gabriel, um, Mm -hmm. pretty much disappeared. I think he was gone from TV for almost a year. It's been a while since he... Uh, I don't think it's been quite a year, but it's been months, at least. I'm pretty sure the but, Rona but, had something to do with it. But no one's talking about the... the we, I know I know. we just got off from Jeff Hardy's situation, but no one's talking about the return of Kurt Angle's son. Oh, my God, you're right. Jason Jordan showed up. <laughs> Mr. Baldhead self looking back, coming back. Him and Jamie Noble. I saw both of those guys. I'm like, that's where you've been. You've been backstage the whole time. It's well, um, bad form with the injury and whatnot. He's like, hey, let's we'll, we'll keep you on board just like Jamie, you know, and you'll have a job. But Shorty G, such going to be a hard name to freaking go with. Um, he's been hitting the gym. You can tell. He's gained some weight. Maybe because they might be pushing him for a big-time singles run, which we saw this week. Uh, he looked pretty good in that little battle royale. And I see that his little first little few will be with Zenzaro. Uh, Remember, we got add that Z for spiciness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. It's just odd because he's usually with Jason uh, Jordan. And seeing that he's now just a single superstar, and he's not Justin Gabriel anymore, it's going to be odd to call him Shorty G. Well, Chad Gable, to be or fair. Or Chad, yeah, Chad yeah. Gable. Um, but it's interesting how I thought, honestly, he was one of my go-to guys that were the hacker, if you speak, or if you will. That's yeah. all the rumor. I thought he was going to be one of them. I think he was the rumor as want to be one of the hackers, but now that he's out here as original just by himself, and seeing that he went up against a a very safe worker in Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Kinshasa, Kinshasa. I had to get that out of the way. Sorry. Kinshasa, dang it, Graves, you will always be in these episodes with that damn saying. Um, <laughs> but Justin. Uh, Chad Gable, what I saw on SmackDown, is a future United States champion. Um, well, or he'd have to be inter- yeah, he'd have to be intercontinental. Whatever. If, you know, they'll switch brands here here in a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever they decide. But 
Maybe. I saw I saw the good chemistry. And I could tell that the WWE is trusting Shorty G. And usually when they have this type of scenario, because we haven't seen them in the months, and all of a sudden you're in the, ro- the, the Battle Royal, then you're in the singles match in the same night, it tells me that the WWE is planning on pushing him for something big. Maybe not universal status, but a, a single push for like Intercontinental or United States. And... And having him start this little feud with uh, Sensaro, that's mm-hmm. good. That's a good thing because he's going to get experience against an individual that's been the NWB for I don't know, eight years, ten years. It's almost been ten years, I think. Um, so I like how the approach to it. I like how he got the quick victory, which will build this. I won't be surprised or shocked to see this announced as a pre-show match for Backlash in two weeks. Um, and I think it's something that we need to keep an eye on for Shorty G, uh, because I do believe they're about to make him push him for something bigger here. And especially on SmackDown that is lacking superstars, big time name superstars, either they're injured or just not showing up. I think it's time for the people who've been in the system for maybe two to three years that haven't been getting pushes are getting the push. So I think it's time for the WWE to push guys like Shorty G, push Apollo Crews, and now they're doing that. So hopefully Shorty G is SmackDown's version of Apollo Crews. Yeah, I think this goes back to what we were we've been saying for like over the past month, even maybe longer than that, is that uh, since WrestleMania there has been an absolute youth movement in WWE. You notice that a lot of the older cats, aside from guys like AJ Styles and whatnot, have been taking L's left and right. And we're getting the Apollo Cruises and the Shorty G's and the Otis's. They're all moving up. It's it's a young man's game now. Like WWE officially hit the youth movement button. Not unlike what they did with the Ruthless Aggression era. They were struggling in the ratings at that time. They knew that they needed to do something different and bring in some new people, some fresh faces. And that's where we are now. So I'm liking where this is going. Uh, so good on Shorty G. And we got another new face as well, courtesy of another guy who has a connection to Kurt Angle, apparently, Matt Riddle. He is officially growing down on SmackDown. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm working pretty well right now with these intros, aren't I? <laughs> so after an awkward clip of uh, Mandy Rose and Otis having a vacation, which is, ugh, we'll, we'll give that a break. For once, they did something wrong with Mandy Rose and Otis. Kurt Angle came out to introduce Matt Riddle in a video package to the SmackDown Live audience. I thought it was a pretty good video package. A lot of people didn't seem to care for it, like on Bleacher Report. But, hey, you know, who cares? I don't think they really know as much about wrestling as they think they do. Um, For those who aren't aware of who he is, I thought the video did a good job of introducing you to him. I'm not going to lie, the dude comes across as a shoeless Rob Van Dam. And I like that because who the hell doesn't like RVD? So I, I can't sit here and tell you that I know everything about this dude, but I've always liked the cut of his jib, except when he opens up his damn Twitter mouth and starts going after guys like uh, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. But with that all said, as we've already covered that before, the big question is, who is he going to go after as his first challenger? And as I was saying before, I would like WWE to hit the reset button on Jeff Hardy and this whole Sheamus thing, because if I had that choice, I would have him drop the DUI storyline and have Sheamus go after Matt Riddle. 
Because let's face it, their their personalities I think would naturally fit together. Since the Celtic Warrior is a no nonsense type of cat, and Matt Riddle is so laid back, I think that they would balance each other pretty well. Uh, but hey, that's just my opinion, James. Who do you think Matt Riddle should go up against first? On SmackDown, the Smacketh Down. Ah, well, I think the reason why he went to SmackDown is because, as you we stated before, SmackDown needs more superstar push. But who can he go after on SmackDown that can be credible, incredible, that can get him over, that can make him be something that he. And somebody that like can uh, they can afford the loss. Like if he was to go up against Cesaro, I don't think Cesaro can afford it. Because as I said, you know, I myself and a lot of other people want him to move up. But if he loses the riddle, it's just going to bury him even more and make it more difficult for him to break out on his own. Roman Reigns. Ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now when he gets back, uh, that's not a bad choice. Actually, I'm kind of impressed by that because Roman could definitely afford the loss. He's got so many ones underneath him, and, and Riddle and, doesn't and like guys like him. Yeah, and rumors have been swirling around that Vince McMahon was, you know, given Roman Reigns uh, a storyline slash a. You know, here's a taste of what we want you to do. There's rumors that they're going to try to might turn Roman heel on his return. Hmm. Based on the reaction of the fans on him not showing up. Trying to make him, like, come back, make Roman Reigns feel heel. Because Mr. Bro is, you know, a face. And it'd be nice to have him come back and Roman Reigns come back. And have Mr. Bro say, oh, I'm the new dog in the, you know, in the yard. And Roman Reigns says, yo, 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 kid. I may have been gone for a couple of months, but yeah, this is still my yard. It'd be interesting. It's almost like, honestly, they come to think of it, it's like Shelton Benjamin coming into WWE and his first couple of matches were against Triple H. And Shelton Benjamin got you know a couple of wins over Triple H back in the 2000s. But it didn't hurt Triple H because look what Triple H is. And it kind of didn't hurt Shelton Benjamin because he never got out of the mid-card. So, yeah, which is Matt, a shame. Yeah, Matt Riddle versus Roman Reigns will be an intriguing storyline seeing that I've seen rumors on you know, our, our lovely wrestling community um, based on uh, turning Roman Reigns heel. And I think a lot of fans, I know this is going to be a little sidetrack here, but I think the reason why a lot of fans didn't really respect John Cena as much or you know fully support him is because John Cena didn't go full heel like we saw a lot of past faces back in the day Stone Cold The Rock Mankind they've all Undertaker they've always they've always they had it not always they've had a short stint or maybe a couple months that they were a heel then they were faced you never saw Cena do that I think a lot more fans respected Cena after the WrestleMania from the NWO type of situation that could have happened that he kind of signed off on not doing it but mm. Riddle and Roman Reigns is something I'll be intrigued to look at because if you're trying to make Riddle become this big-time SmackDown superstar, because he was a – I didn't follow NXT like I do AEW and everything else, um, but he was a big-time star. So in NXT, he was their 
not headliner, but he's one of the main headliners, especially the Valentin Dream and Adam Cole. So we have those guys in NXT that are making their way up. But for Riddle to get that MMA character in him and for him to have a future uh, match against... Uh, there was rumors of him, Brock Lesnar, but apparently him and Brock Lesnar do not like each other. Well, so, the problem the problem with Brock is that he was going about it way the way wrong way, like the same way that Zack Ryder got himself in the doghouse for a long time yeah. by getting himself over on his own. That's what Matt Riddle was doing, and management did not like that, and neither did Brock. So that is yeah. what it is. But he but, tried at least. But seeing that Roman's not here, they're going to have to have him start somewhere within the current ramifications of a storyline mm-hmm. and seeing that we AJ Styles is already taken so Styles is Daniel Bryan that's going to be a two week thing until backlash for the Intercontinental title Hardy and Sheamus is their little thing um, you got Braun Miz and Morrison they're doing their thing the only thing only person I see Riddle going at maybe in Smackdown is Shinsuke Nakamura or Cesaro? Maybe Shinsuke because Shinsuke really doesn't have anybody at this time. It should be such a shame though because both these guys, again, you know, they're both cannon fodder to put other people over. So I guess in that sense, maybe yeah, going having Riddle go with them would be the right move. But it's just like, really, do we need to keep this going? When is it going to be Cesaro and huh. uh, Nakamura's time? When are they or, going to be able to do something? Or does someone like Adam Cole come up? Next week, as a surprise, as a surprise call up. Actually, I have been hearing that Cole is getting ready to leave to NXT because his contract runs out after this summer, and he hasn't resigned anything. Oh, so that's going to that, be interesting. Uh oh, you know what that means? He's going with wifey slash girlfriend. You know where his girlfriend is, ladies and gentlemen? Doctor Britt Baker. A E W. Oh man, he'll be awesome in that roster over there. Yeah, he, he would be a good pickup for them. Uh, the undisputed era. Uh, Pretty good stuff, you know. They got their own kind of golden NWO thing going. I respect the hell out of those guys. I like what they do. Yeah, they're but, WWE's version of the Bullet Club. Yeah, very much so. A successful one at that too. Yeah, because the yeah. Uh, the OC didn't quite work out the way they expected on the main roster. Uh-huh. Well, uh, here's another guy I mentioned. Uh, how about Keith Lee? Is he still at NXT, or you think they're going to move him up pretty soon? Uh, I think he's going to stay there probably like another six months longer. Um, they need him there, especially because NXT is still doing, I, I wouldn't say great ratings wise, but overall it's a pretty solid roster and they only want to take a few guys like maybe Matt Riddle or Cole or whoever they move up to try to help SmackDown because, well, the roster is a little limited right now, but NXT guys, I don't think have as much of a choice yeah. of staying home on that. As the main roster people do, so well, they, do know, they keep working. You did know Valentine Dream would have already been on the main roster if certain off the, you know, I almost said off the field stuff didn't happen, but certain out of the ring situations didn't occur or yeah. accusations happened. So Just waiting on what's going on with that. That's gone Correct. pretty uh, pretty silent recently. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we got to move over to some backstage news. And James, want to help do the transition for us? Yeah. The Shitty Got Wrestling Podcast is a proud member of PWNewsroom.com, which brings us this week's wrestling news rumors from around the world of wrestling and the XFL. Check out the new weekly YouTube series, Sign Me Up Saturdays, that airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. exclusively on PWNewsroom.com. That's PWNewsroom.com. 
WWE.com, your number one source for all thing wrestling and the XFL, which goes into our first subject. Vince McMahon isn't going to buy the XFL. He publicly came out recently and said that he is not a bidder for the assets of the XFL. And I do know a lot of you wrestling fans who are tuning in right there. They're talking about XFL. I'm going to stop listening. Well, we're still going back to wrestling, but we're going to talk about something that me and Carlos have done for two years. It's covered the XFL. We know Vince is not buying it. There are rumors of two big corporations or companies going after the XFL. They are the two companies that aired the XFL this offseason or this season. That is Fox and Disney. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to be very slight, very quiet. I'm not going to attack podcasters. I'm not going to attack certain blue check marks. But to the people who are out there saying that the XFL has been bought, stop spreading bullshit. The XFL has not been bought. They have court dates. There might be rumors in the back saying certain things are happening. Yes, Disney is a very attractive uh, buyer. Because one thing I'm going to tell you guys, if Disney buys the XFL, they're not buying the XFL to be a spring league. They're buying the XFL to be a competitor to the National Football League because they have the financial backing to do so. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know that's something. They may still do it in springtime. But they'll have the money to go after players that will attract people to watch the XFL. I know a lot of people don't like to say that. So, well, it's not going to be. They're going to change the teams to Disney names. Stop that BS. They're not changing the teams to Disney names. You're not going to have the Orlando uh, Tinkerbells and the Los Angeles. Well, you can say the Los Angeles Lions because they, you know, they've already said the Wildcats. Stupid. <laughs> I was going to say that's almost like uh, when they bought Fox and everything. If they were to change Deadpool's uh, name to Livepool or something, yeah, <laughs> they're not going to do that. But the rumors of Vince, you know, backdooring his way to buy the XFL is completely false. Because if you've been watching the XFL and the WWE over the last two years. Vince McMahon has been trying to sell his product, his, his XFL, and WWE to ESPN for years. Uh, he's been trying to get – because if you notice, ESPN's been film, you know, doing a lot of documentaries for the WWE or airing them. Same with Fox. Uh, Fox is – I think it's Fox Sports 1. I think it's the one that's showing like all the WWE network-exclusive documentaries. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Um. So when you see people say, "Oh, the XFL is going to be is going to be bought by Disney," that is not official. That is June thirtieth. We are what today's what May thirty. We're only yeah, basically we're June. By the time people are listening to this, it's either late May thirty first or June first. Stuff will not not start happening until late June, June thirtieth. Then the official sale won't happen until maybe August, and at best we won't know anything until about August seventh. So when you see Twitter handlers out there saying that the XFL is being bought by Disney, stop spreading false news. And don't say you have rumors. There are no freaking rumors or sources because here's the reason why there is no sources. You can access it by court records. There are no sources. You can look it up your damn self. But if, but if it's on the Internet, it, it's true, right? Yeah, like believe, the media, believe everything the media tells you. Um, so... The XFL, unfortunately, no, closed its doors due to the pandemic. And we understand what happened. Crap, the whole country basically shut down. The whole world basically shut down. Currently, what happened? 
Currently, right now in South America, they're completely shut down, and it's spreading like wildfire down there. Yeah. But spreading news about Vince McMahon is backdooring, or what I like, I saw, I think was, uh, you know, the uh, ex- um, uh, the AAF side chick, the pro football talk, saying that Vince McMahon is doing the Trump way to buy back bankruptcy, which I really didn't agree with that because. It didn't really happen. Trump never really bought back bankruptcy. But but spreading false news around the internet saying that Vince McMahon is backdooring to buy the XFL, but yet saying the same thing that Disney already, that Disney has bought the XFL, it's a nice topic. I know I tweeted it out saying Disney, you know, my little Magic Kingdom thing. I, I me personally, will enjoy Disney buying it because I know Disney, I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, Disney doesn't own shit. All their stuff they own is epicness. They are a hundred hundred times or hundred hundred times. They are a hundred times better than the average Joe, you know, lawn or hotel or zoo. They have everything to the highest quality. They take care of everything. Their productions of movies is off the chain. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They own. <laughs> Don't get me started on Star Wars. They they ruined it for me. So oh, I, I got to disagree on that. I hate the new the, Star Wars stuff. You're it's one awful. The, you're one of the few, sir. Uh, no one cares about your opinions. This is my uh, this is my clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but Disney, in my opinion, is great. They will be a great asset to buy the XFL. They will have the money and the backing to do so. And rumors have already come out that Steve Spurrier will like to come back and coach the Orlando team if there is an Orlando team. And ladies and gentlemen, if the XFL does return, I'm telling you right now, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, San Antonio, Orlando, Birmingham, you will have XFL teams. The lowest four rating uh, standing or attendance teams in the XFL will be moving to those teams, those cities. Um, that's not just a rumor that's actually was talked about before the league folded or ceased operations. Um, but technically the XFL is something we've enjoyed for two years. And unfortunately I do not like these rumors because you're me personally, it's fueling false hope. Do I think the XFL will return in 2021? No. Do I think it will return in 2022? Maybe because if Disney is the buyer, then 2021 could be realistic. But how are we going to launch XFL in 2021 when other sports leagues don't even know when they're going to start up currently? I've been hearing that the NBA might actually get started very soon and have a 22-team bracket for a short kind of March Madness style of getting to the NBA Finals. And NHL is talking about doing that too, but NBA seems to really be, no pun intended, moving faster with the ball about it. And baseball, MLB, they seem to have a major rift between the NFL Players Association and the owners. That's a whole freaking mess right there. And it didn't help that their contract – you know, their collective bargaining agreement was running out before yeah, and, this and crap it doesn't help when if the players get their way um, and the fans who've been wanting baseball since this time has been happening, it's going to take forever for the fans to forgive. Mm-hmm. This, and baseball cannot afford that. 
Well, at the end of the day, I'm I'm still pretty happy because my Nats got a World Series. So as long as the league hasn't uh, restarted, we're still champions and we're still celebrating. So hey, I'm all good with it. <laughs> Selfishly like, good with it. <laughs> it's like the Los Angeles Extreme. They're still defending and reigning. 19 years and going XFL champion. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, with the XFL, it's all rumors. It's all speculation. Uh, to the people out there who think Disney's bought it, it hasn't been bought. Other other rumors that have been popped up of buyers is Fox. Um, and another one that I that I found was kind of surprising was TNT, or the Turner Bro- uh, Broadcasting Company. That was one I heard, um, maybe because of their relationships with Vince in the past, with TNN covering Raw. And the other final name is, you know, you know, Mr. AAF himself is another name that was rumored, and Mark Cuban. Uh-huh. So there are rumored names. So out of all those names I've heard, I'd rather have Disney take control or Fox. But as of right now, if I was a betting man, I'd say Fox, because Fox um, um, undoubtedly has been, you know, been over for Vince lately to bring out good products for SmackDown and, of course, a lot of WWE Network stuff. Uh, but with that, let's get to the final backstage news of the day and something that me and Carlos will both agree on, and that is the WWE has finally banned the buckle bomb. Yes! It's only been used by two WWE superstars currently. That is the Messiah, Seth Rollins, who, unfortunately, quit using it since uh, WrestleMania 30... Well, that wasn't WrestleMania. It was uh, Clash of Champions, actually, against Sting. Uh, Sting. Yep. Yes, the Clash of Champions. Should have been so, banned right there. Uh, where you hurt Sting and, you know, pretty much almost... You can almost say it almost ended Sting's career. Techni- um, technically did. Yeah, yeah, technically. But the one that really affects is... Uh, I'm not like most girls, Nia Jax, for her almost... Ending the career of Asuka's tag team partner, Kari Singh. Exactly. I, I almost, I almost said Kari Singh. So thank you for taking over for that one. Oh, I, I could feel it there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was Kari or Kari? Is it Kari Fisher or is it Kari Fisher? Um, I'm, I'm losing my track now. Um, back to the point. It's but, a terrifying move. It, it scares it, the shit out of you every time you see it done. Yeah, and it's. Whiplash is a, a, a nice, it's a very serious thing if you've ever got whiplash. And the buckle bomb does that if it's executed correctly, but you're more of a risk of not making it, you know, hit it on point. And we saw wrestlers get hurt, you know, uh, staying, saying it's uh, for me, I'm glad that WWE banned it. It was a couple years ago, I think they banned the Pal Driver. The old-fashioned uh, British Bulldog pal driver, or I think no, William Regal pal driver. That he, that he, no, that, pff, a lot of guys used it, but the most most noticeably, mankind British Bulldog William Regal did the old classic pal driver that got banned because it kept uh, fusing people's necks. Um, well, when done wrong, I mean, you remember Stone Cold Steve Austin when yes. he got from Owen Hart back in '99. That really did, didn't go very well. Yeah. And also, I think the under no Undertaker was a jack jackhammer. That was different. Oh, but, Undertaker did the. Um, I, I mean, it, it's more like an inverted one, the Tombstone, but it pretty much is a pile driver. Yeah, but it's back. Or, like when he first did it, it was more gruesome than it is now. 
Yes. Um, Hogan actually got into it recently. Uh, Undertaker did an interview, and he said that uh, Hogan claimed that uh, you know Hulk Hogan, whatever, what other Hogan would be talking about? Certainly not his daughter. Apparently, back in '91 or '92, uh, he did the the um, the goddamn Tombstone Apollo Driver. And Hogan was whining and crying about it. And then Undertaker went back and watched it. He saw that his head didn't even hit the ground or anything. So that may have had something to do with it, but a very yeah. delayed reaction because clearly he used a pile driver for years and years and years. But, but, maybe he's the only guy that could still do it. Yeah, but Taker's a safe guy, though. Yes, absolutely. You can't compare Taker to Nia Jax. Nia, Nia Jax has hurt a lot of superstars. I don't know how many times we've discussed this on this podcast over the last couple of weeks. Um, but that buckle bomb on that, I think it was three weeks ago. Yep. Not Kari saying. Was gruesome. She almost killed the girl. She didn't, it, even, she didn't even hit the second buckle. She hit the third one at the bottom. How do you do that? Yes. How? That's... That is a. That's why NXT should be used as a developmental, and you should be called up and put down like they do in baseball. Nia Jax needs to go back to NXT and learn how to wrestle correctly. She is risking too many athletes' careers. But what happened? We're giving her a title shot at fucking backlash. Mm. But you're banning one of the moves that she does. Come on, WWE. You can do so much better than this. So much better. And at the very least, now we know that Seth Rollins won't be, uh, well, I mean, he could in other ways, but he won't be retiring anybody by that way. And to be fair, like Seth, yeah, he's got a little bit of a reputation for getting people hurt, but it's nowhere near on that on the heat level that Nia Jax has. And oh, I... Yeah. I feel bad, like, saying that she's not safe, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, we call it as it is. We don't want to, we don't want to bury her. We want her to do well, but this is just bad. It's, it's like uh, uh, Randy Orton's kick. Mm -hmm. They banned that after a couple of months. They, uh, they banned the curb stomp for Seth for a while. Then they brought it back. So for me, honestly, it's a it's a step to the right direction to make WWE safer, especially make inexperienced wrestlers who have a history of injuring people to better workers, better workers, safe workers. Now, because not everybody's the Miz. Okay, Miz is that guy where you go into the you know the employee room and because how many days since the last injury? Miz is at like 3,000 some odd days. You go to Nia Jax. Eh, it was one. Now we put it back to zero. <laughs> um, that dude, like the Miz is like the Cal Ripken of wrestling. The man doesn't like get it. hurt. He doesn't miss a show. Like He just keeps going. He's an Iron Man. Yes. And that's why, in my opinion, he deserves to be in the running for the Universal title. I don't see him winning in Backlash, though. But I think he, I think he deserves his chance to be a champion of that level again. I wasn't when he won the thing in uh, the WWE title. I think at Elimination, no Royal Rumble, a couple years ago, when mm -hmm. the Rock hosted the Royal Rumble. I loved when he was a WWE champion. I think it was a great. They pushed him. It was a great storyline. Yeah, they had him lose. We know the story, but still, he didn't lose at WrestleMania. He actually won at WrestleMania. So the guys had his WrestleMania moment. He headlined WrestleMania and won. But the Miz, in my opinion, 
should be back up in the talk of rest, uh, um, Universal title, WWE Championship uh, caliber. Um, but hopefully we get that pretty soon because I still I think we're starting to see a, a little crack in the armor between the Miz and Morrison tag team. So hopefully we can see that happening pretty soon. But the XFL segment of the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast has been presented by 503sports.com. Sunday Rundown. Heels of the Week is also presented by 503sports.com. Get your favorite throwback gear from the great leagues you love from yesteryear. Authentic gear from the XFL, USFL, WFL, UFL, and much more. Remember to use checkout code UNHINGED for 10% off your order. That is UNHINGED at 503sports.com. This week's Heel of the Week, Carlos... Take it away. This is so easy to say, and this is more of an angry statement, as obviously we discussed at the beginning of the show, but my heels of the week in real life are the writers of WWE. As I put it before, I was grossed out with what WWE did with Jeff Hardy's unfortunate past more than any other storyline or heel this week. It made me so angry in a profound and proper heel way, as it should, but in the complete wrong way. So... I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Here's a shitty trophy for you, WWE writers. You made me so full of disgust and hatred. I hope you guys can turn face real quick, drop this storyline ASAP, so I can get back to enjoying WWE without such horrible guilt and not having to see Jeff do something so uncomfortable. Renee Young deserves an apology. Elias deserves an apology for being having any bit of this stink on him. May this never happen again. The writers at WWE, SmackDown at the very least, in particular, you are my heels of the week. And if you keep this going, you're going to be it again next week. So take your trophy and get the hell out of here, writers. <laughs> my heel of the week is actually a funny segment of the heel of the week. And sometimes... You need a little laughter. You need some obvious. And you need someone call other people. You're an idiot. During the Intercontinental Battle Royal, before it was announced, Sheamus, King Corbin, Usos, Daniel Bryan, everyone was arguing about who should be the competitors um, to fight in this match. My boy, the boy who built SmackDown, AJ. Styles took the bye like a heel, like a true heel, calling everybody, you're a freaking idiot. I'm going to next, I'm going to the finals with my bye week, which is smart. People, I laughed at it because he knows that now, why should I wrestle when I have the opportunity to go to the championship and win? But Daniel Bryan. Wanted to be that fighting champion. Be that fighting champion. So, the winner of the Battle Royal faced Daniel Bryan. Then the winner of that will go to the finals. Daniel Bryan won. So we got AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> if I was a true fan, if I was the fan who supported these guys... I'd rather go for the guy who's smart and intelligent. And AJ Styles took the night off. That's what you do when you want to win championships at Backlash. You take the week off. So that's why he is my heel of the week for using his intelligence. 
So with that, Carlos, take us home. All right, all right, all right. Congrats to AJ. <laughs> Wait, I live in Northern Virginia. I don't live in no Western Virginia. <laughs> so you're telling me when I die, I'm going to a place that's a little bit better than West Virginia? Well, to be fair, most places are better than West Virginia. Oh, oh damn. We just damn. lost all of our West Virginia listeners. I'm so sorry. I, we can because we love. We just joan on everyone. And if you're familiar with the uh, the DMV, the district, Maryland, and Virginia, we all joan on each other. It's just what we do. But anyway, guys, we thank you very much for listening to us ramble on and on and on as always. We're just a couple of dopes talking about stuff that we love. And if you want to get in contact with us, you know, you ever got any questions or just want to say, hey, what's up? Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. Look us up on Twitter at SGWP. Sorry, PWNSGWP. I know, it's a lot right there. It's a tongue twister. But also follow me at Wrestling Movie G if you like. Check us out on YouTube, Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. It's all spelled the same way. If you enjoy this show, and if you could, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It would greatly help us out. The better reviews that go out there, the more people listen to us. And if you want to help support us on Anchor, you can go there and you can type support us. If you got a couple of bucks to spare, we'd really appreciate it. We're talking about making some moves to get this podcast to the next level on a professional level. We'll get more bandwidth and more uh well you'll see you'll see it's a lot to bring up right now but there are some new things coming for the show as always we thank you again for putting up with us and enjoying the show and until next time y'all you're all fired west virginia oh god damn it this is a copyright disclaimer we do not own or have any affiliation with the wwe This is just a fan-made show, and all musical credit for the intro go to Dance with the Dead. Please go support Dance with the Dead and the WWE.